Hi there. It is Allison McGee, your host. Once again, entirely shocked that I forgot how to flip the earpiece of my headphone so that it fits over my ear. This has happened multiple times. Each time it's as though something entirely new has happened. Oh, God. Anyway, I'm coming to you from my front porch, which is where I live now. The front porch is where when friends come over, we can sit apart from each other with the breeze blowing through the screens, hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes, masks at the ready, and feel safe, relatively safe. At this point in the year, I'm sleeping inside my house and cooking inside. Beyond that, that's about it. Living on the porch means living in the borderland between the outside and the inside. I'm thinking today about a trip I took a few years ago to Sharjah, which is one of the seven emirates of the United Arab Emirates. Sharjah hosts two of the world's loveliest book festivals, and I was lucky enough to be invited to one. The closest I had gotten to the Middle East before was Istanbul, and I prepped for Sharjah as best I could, reading, studying, trying to learn a few phrases of Arabic. Sharjah is a conservative emirate, the contrast between it and the wild world of Dubai half an hour away is kind of overwhelming. I packed clothes that covered me from neck to ankle, which involved bringing a lot of scarves to sort of wrap around my neck and shoulders. Uh, it's surprising to realize that virtually none of your clothes um, are suited for a neck to ankle situation. When I got to the hotel, I noticed there was a full bar, which surprised me because Sharjah is a dry emirate, but I love bars, uh, which made me happy. And then I realized that all of the beautiful looking cocktails were mocktails. I came back down to earth, difficult because I do love gin, but I figured I could make it a week, and I did. The trip to Sharjah was a revelation in some ways. I'm a walker. When I travel, I soak up the places I travel to through the soles of my feet, but there was no way to walk anywhere from my hotel. It is a driving culture. Whenever I wanted or needed to go somewhere, I went in the backseat of a car, staring out the windows at all the life beyond them. There were writers and illustrators from all over the world at the festival, but most of them were from the Middle East or South Asia. I had some fascinating conversations, including a long and intense one between a Pakistani doctor writer and her equally fascinating daughter, in which I learned that 40% of the Pakistani citizens are illiterate. The daughter, whose English is perfect and whose love of reading seems to exceed even the hundreds of writers at the festival's love of reading, suddenly exclaimed to me at one point that when she watches British and American movies, she sees houses filled with bookcases and books, and she feels intense jealousy because so many books. At which point, I pictured my own house, filled with bookcases, 
literally thousands of books. And I felt as if I were living in a kind of internal movie in which I suddenly saw my life in a different light. The anecdote, the memory that stays with me most strongly from my time in Sharjah is of late one night um, when the quiet, actually silent, young driver of the car that was ferrying me from the expo center where the festival was held back to my hotel, it was late at night, suddenly turned to me and asked had I ever tried traditional Arab tea. And I told him I hadn't. And he asked if I wanted to try some. And I said yes. And then I sat in the back seat of the car as he left the highway and drove here and there on the twisting narrow streets of an unfamiliar neighborhood. I had no idea where I was. And I thought as we drove about the trust that we place in other human beings every minute of every day. We trust that our cars were assembled with care, that the pipelines and poles that bring us fuel and electricity will hold, that the food we eat isn't poisoned, that the complete stranger driving me down these unfamiliar streets in an unfamiliar country speaking language I wish I could speak but don't, would take care of me, would not harm me, that he wished me only good things. And I thought of how it can be a struggle to focus on good things. It can be a struggle not to let your mind go to dark places, places of fear and worry. I watched out the window that late night, no idea where I was, a stranger in a strange land, making myself turn to the trust side of the struggle equation. And then I watched as we pulled up in front of a tiny fluorescent lit shop and a man came out to the car and my driver told him two T's, or what I assume was two T's, because the man nodded and went back to the shop and came back with two small styrofoam cups brimming with tea so fragrant and strong that the scent of it filled the car. The driver handed me one of the cups and I took a sip. It was scalding, fiercely strong, steeped with tons of sugar and evaporated milk from the taste of it anyway. I told the driver it was delicious because it was, and I saw the smile spread across his face. I drank my entire cup on the way back to the hotel and then I told him again how good it was and thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I accepted his own untouched cup because he had seen how much I loved it. And I nodded and smiled when he told me his name and gave me his card and told me that if I wanted more real Arab tea while I was there in Sharjah, he would come back and get me and take me back to the shop. At the end of the week, when I got on a plane for the 16-hour flight back to LAX, I thought about the kindness and generosity of literally everyone I met during my week in Sharjah, and how, when I tried out the four phrases of Arabic that I had attempted to memorize, including the greeting and the return greeting, peace be with you, the phrase that came back to me always and automatically was, and the same to you, assalamu alaikum, wa alaikum salam.
Thinking about my trip to Sharjah makes me think again about trust and the effort, the real effort, it can take sometimes to train your mind to turn toward goodness instead of fear. Our poem today, or rather our poemish lines for today, are from one of my favorite songs, World So Full, by one of my favorite musicians, John D. Graham. And I do have a special treat for you after we listen to this poem. So hang on. Here are the poemish lines. Oh yes, it's hard. But see, it's also sweet. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it's incomplete. But I am in love. I'm still in love with this world so full. Don't turn away. I won't turn away from the world so full. Okay, here is where I'm going to try something. I have no idea if this is going to work, but we're going to give it a little whirl here, okay? So, hang on, bear with me. Here we go. Little star, hang on tight.
Oh, yes, it's hard. But see, it's also sweet. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it's incomplete. But I am in love. I'm still in love. Well, that was your special treat for the day. World So Full, sung by the man himself, John D. Graham. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending the link to someone else who might like it. And give us a good rating if you're so inclined and can figure out how to do so. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Additional music composed and performed by Kelly Krebs. Today's recording of World So Full and the poemish lines from it were read and recorded with permission of musician John D. Graham and can be found on his album, The Great Battle. Words by Winter is created and hosted and written and produced in Everything by Me, writer Allison McGee. Tell me what you're going through, what uncertainties or troubles you're dealing with, maybe in the silence of your own mind and heart. Let me know, and I will go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through, the way that poems have been helping me through ever since I was a little girl. Sometimes life feels too hard, too intense, just too much. And if that's where you are right now, whoever or wherever you are, reach out. You can send me a voice memo via email to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or just drop me a line at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more information, go to alisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter, conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life, because it is rough out there, and we have to help each other through.